But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. We're alive. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Shop Sports Daily. Coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy Studio. You're right here in Matawan, in New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. It is Grassroots Day here at uh, Chop Studios, as it's just us. Yeah, it feels. Are we okay? Weird. Is this going to be fine? It feels strange in here. Got the text at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I know. It's like, what are we doing here? Got the text at six o'clock in the morning from uh, Rasslin Rob saying he wasn't going to be able to make it on in today. So hope everything's all right over there. Um, I'm leaving you up and me down a little bit because my voice is just so majestic and it carries a little deeper. Uh, but anyway, we're coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy Studio right here in Matawan, and we have the. Greatest show on earth. Uh, no, we are, we're also broadcasting from the Cabinet Creation Sports Desk. Hope everybody's doing well out there. What's going on? It's Friday. It's Feel Good Friday. It's a Feel Good Football Friday. It's fantasy baseball. Fantasy baseball, fantasy football season. I, fantasy baseball is on the on the home front uh, because I'm so goddamn dominant, and it's gonna be a sad, sad story when I get into the playoffs. I get I'm the buy. Lo- I'm losing this week on purpose so you could be one and done. At the it won't be a one me. and done. It'll be a waiting for you to get to me. Yeah, done. but one and done. So like, I, when thought, the, I thought we were rooting for each other to get to the finals together. Um, together. <laughs> so look, this is how it works. And no, would you would you not consider one and done if you get a buy and then you lose in your first game? I think that's a no. Yeah, well, it's a buy. So well, it's like then, a. Then there's been so many times that I've always thought Green Bay's one and done, and if they got the buy, all right, then that is one and done. You're right. No, it's one and done. One done. Done. One. Absolutely. I'm kidding. I'm trying to win this week. I just not. Anyway, that's fantasy baseball talk. We got a lot of fantasy football talk. There's a massive run down with Gooch uh, because there's a lot of stuff going on. First and foremost, we do want to say if you want to support the show, you can head on over <laughs> to patreon.com forward slash chop sports. Three dollars. That's it. Three. Uh, there's also a five and there's a ten. But for three dollars and three dollars alone, you can get into the break buds uh, raffle every week when they go live. Um, not this week. They're going to I think a- we're going to be doing something on Instagram. This week, oh, solid. Just, just something that we could keep the momentum going, but we're not going to be doing this the same way that we did it this past week. I don't know that we're going to be putting a helmet or a jersey out. It's just going to be a card break. So if anybody's interested in uh, Donruss Optic Blaster boxes, Ooh. we're your guys by all Donruss means. But Optic it's going to be a fun thing. Boxes. We're going to try something different, dude. Yeah, really this, this is name the, them like the this way. It's just like a- we're going, we're going downtown chasing. So for anybody that collects they know what downtowns are all about everybody's oh, man. going downtown so it's a whole nother lingo i gotta Down, learn we going downtown on <laughs> sunday like, like yesterday um, i got tagged in a post trey lance makes me that i'm like what is this shit and i was like the oh, trey the, lance dance baby. oh okay got it i the did helmet. a trey lance dance but it was on the card cam so it didn't even get captured on oh the, on that's the a video. shame that would have been so cute yep <laughs> anyway yep, 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 yep. break buds will probably do something over the weekend so be sure to tune in and subscribe right now or at least follow them on uh, Instagram. I uh, also want to give a shout out to The Quest Wrestling, our buddy Arcadia. He doesn't want his name out there uh, attached to it, his real name out there, so I won't even say that. Everybody knows who it is. If you know him, he uh, announced our partnership between Quest Wrestling and us. I know Gooch is very, very excited about being linked to a professional wrestling company, uh, but I'm telling you, you're going to dig this. Like You you know the details. You know... Man of... <laughs> it's actually... 
in the mail right now. Uh, so yes, be, uh, you're gonna have to control the comments. Is that the too. same the same address, Kyle? Right? <laughs> same address that we sent the last last year's calendar to. I looked so much worse last year. I, I, that's why I had the gym as as hard as I have been in the last couple of months because I figured calendar release coming Wait, out. Kyle, soon. I think yours got sent to uh, uh, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure yours yours is in Missouri. Your calendar. So you might want to have a, a reroute on that address. Miss you. <laughs> I do. Um, what was it, what was I saying now? Oh yeah. So the Quest Wrestling. It's very interesting. We're going to break it down, or at least uh, Arcadia and myself will break it down on a couple social media videos coming out real soon. Uh, but it's it's very analytically driven professional wrestling. So it's not like your typical, you know, go in there and one, two, three winner. It's like, you know, if you win, but you were shitty the entire match, you might actually lose. Yeah. So it's cool. It's a, there's like, I like it. I like yeah, it. It's a great concept. We had a great meeting with him last week um, as well. So my, my gimmick for wrestling, I think I'll, I don't know, man. I haven't really thought about it. If you had a gimmick for yeah. wrestling, the Dominator. Right. <laughs> there I it wear is. Cleats. Gooch, the Dominator. Eye black. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Oh my god! Uh, Stevie Mac came in and said, "Blaster box he sounds like the him. my finisher is the it clean." I just stomp on his the top. I just, of just foot. bleed everywhere and just completely bust them open. When somebody's trying to get up, I step on their hand. <laughs> put the cigarette out. <laughs> Do the little stanky leg on it. Oh my goodness! Anyway, Gooch, hit me with your rundown, bro. I don't okay, know. the rundown. Yeah. NBA, NBA Did I news. Make a, we made a graphic for the rundown. Yes. No, no, All no. Right. So Russell Westbrook is Fine. done in LA. What? Obviously, that's according to every outlet that I've this seen. Pat Bev, Pat move. Bev trade yeah. to the Lakers, and now they're saying that Pat oh, Beverly Gooch. makes Russell Westbrook expendable. I don't think that that's the case. It's just speculative at this point. I didn't see the Lakers come out and say anything about Russ being done, and LeBron was saying quite the opposite. He can't wait to see Russ go off this year, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, and then Pat Beverly and KD got into a little Twitter spat. These two are the guys that have been dominating the headlines the last couple days due to the um, not the off-the-court stuff, but I guess it's off-the-court, trade rumors and whatnot, mm. but Pat Beverly put out a tweet saying that he can't believe the KD saga is taking this long and that he's there's guys out there that are unemployed as a result of Kevin Durant's trade demand. And Kevin Durant fired back and said, I guess everyone just blamed KD. In this regard, I feel like KD's right. He doesn't owe it to anybody. He doesn't. You're he right. doesn't owe it to his teammates or anybody else around the league. It's a business first. So Pat Beverly, um, I'm trying to like you because you're a Laker now, but... What do you mean? What, really what does that hard. mean? I'm trying to Laker because you're a Laker now? You're a Lakers guy all of a sudden? I'm, I've been a Lakers guy ever oh. since LeBron went there. I'm not a Lakers God. fan, but I root for the Lakers. By Damn. All, yeah, oh. 100%. I love I LeBron. I knew that. You didn't know I was a LeBron guy? Where I knew you, you were a LeBron guy. I just didn't think like the Lakers were of your and interest. I won a lot of money in the bubble. <laughs> Definitely won some money That's on good. the bubble Lakers, for yeah. sure. All right, where are we going here now? So preseason, actually, no, MLB. Yankees got their double-digit win or nine-run win, it, double-digit run it. scored. Beautiful. But everything comes with a little hint of bad news, and Nestor Cortez has mm. been placed on the injured list. That is not good for the Yankees' season, and it's definitely not good for your season either. I have 97 pitchers. Well, I'm now you good. have 96. Okay. So. Well, I think I'm all right. Um, oh, back to the NBA. Chet Holmgren's injury. Remember we were talking about what were they doing letting him play? So you, did you hear about like how, how it happened well, and yeah, who did it? Was it was LeBron. Yeah, but – from what I gather, from what I've heard, is that it. LeBron was a little, a little too aggressive no, on a bro. pro am game. Bro, what, what are you supposed to do when somebody's I don't know. trying I mean, to take you to the basket? 
not do what he did? I no. don't know. I, or vice versa. No, LeBron maybe did, did it, it on purpose. It was a basketball play. New face of it the was NBA. A non, it was jealousy. a non-contact thing. No, I told you what it was. He had a 78 in strength and 2K and Chet Holmgren had an 81. So he's and like, he took no, that no, no. personally. <laughs> but um, to po- the point that I was making is we talked about what was what were OKC doing letting him play in the Pro-Am. Well, apparently there's a list of sanctioned events that the NBA will allow players to play in voluntarily in the offseason, and this was one of them. So he was well within his rights to play, and there's no contract um, issues because of him playing in the summertime. So Chet Holmgren doesn't have to deal so with he any bullshit. still gets bullshit. paid. Still gets paid. What a world. All right, so there was preseason football Does yesterday. Does he have any student debt that he can get forgiven or not? Um, I think he falls <laughs> in the over 125000 Probably. Shout out to me. I, I'm not a billionaire, so I don't get that tax break, and I don't have any student debt. We so. are the middleman. We yeah, have so to pay everybody. It's on me, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Enjoy. Hey, listen, you students out there, we got you covered. Um, but, yeah, I don't care. Chalk that up to the I don't give a shit foundation. <laughs> Um, Big foundation. So preseason football yesterday, my beloved Green Bay Packers fell to wah, the wah. ever so mighty, powerful Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs. Um, Jordan Love had 153 yards passing. All right, so we'll see you next so preseason, bad. Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good season. It was bro. a good run, bro. <laughs> That's it. Have a good off. Have a good season. See you next off season when the. Obvious rumors will surface about Rodgers being done. Oh, I just figured he's just not going to play it all this year. So um, it's like, hey, good. Thanks for everything, bro. And other preseason news yesterday, the. Houston Texans blanked the 49ers, 17-0. Damian Pierce looked really good. Mm. He had one drive, one series, I believe he played, uh, with the starters. Six carries, mm-hmm. 37 yards, and he capped it off with a touchdown run. I think Rex Burkhead and Marlon Mack each had 10 touches mm-hmm. apiece yesterday, but it was in the cleanup mop, mop duty. So Damian Pierce looks like he's the clear running back one heading out of camp. Still seeing him going fifth or sixth rounds. We're going to get to the, the rookie running backs a little bit later. And okay. one more thing of note that I'll talk about is that Trey Sermon looked like shit again. Trey Sermon's gotten a decent amount of burn in the preseason. Last year, the 49ers picked him fairly early to take over as the featured running back. Probably by now, they expected him to be taking over that role. Right now, it's still Elijah Mitchell who looks to be on track for week one. When's the last time the 49ers had one premier back? Well, I mean, last year probably Mitchell, but it wasn't like yeah, that but out that of the was, gate. It was still a committee. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, when's the last time I mean, the Niners had was it Frank Gore? Probably, like, but that's I think how far I think back last year it wasn't by it was by default where it was Elijah Mitchell because Trey Sermon was in and out of the lineup and he was hurt a lot. Well, there was like Jermichael Hasty. There was uh, yeah, another but that guy, was when, like, when Mitchell went down and then it became Debo. Yeah, you're right. Then it became Debo. So here's your feature running back. Just Debo to talk, Samuel. just to touch a little bit on the Trey Sermon thing. Um, John Lynch in an interview yesterday or or this morning said that um, he's been one of the best players in camp and that they're really high on Trey Sermon. So although it hasn't really been it's showing not, in the not games, translating, it's not translating to the games. They still feel highly about him, or they feel strong about his abilities. That muddles the situation. It just knocks Elijah Mitchell down a rung, even though Trey Sermon hasn't been playing well. Um, and that is it for my rundown. Back to you, Dave. Sound engineer Nick. Uh, you missed a couple things. Um, <laughs> what did I miss? No, you didn't miss anything. Uh, well, the Bills punter stuff is, is yeah. getting uh, the only re- the only reason why I bring this up, and I forget his name. It doesn't matter. Matt Eraser, the punt okay, god. Sure. Yes, him. So he's being uh, accused of a gang rape situation uh, from college. Now, as egregious as this is, and obviously this situation is going to get worse before it gets better. There's a lot of people saying that the NFL can't do anything about it, right? Can't do. What did you bring up? Uh, go ahead. 
Names this is for the people. <laughs> um, the, the NFL can't do anything about it. I call bullshit on that because Zeke was suspended for six games for something that happened in college. Well, again, this is leading to the detrimental fact stuff to the league. This is leading to the shit. fact that I think the Zeke situation highlighted a lot of what was wrong with how the NFL handled things. And again, I think that this, this is like them noticing that about that situation, and then. Did Zeke ever sue? Sue like for like defamation? Yeah, I don't think so. He maybe he had a case if he did because the way the NFL has been acting since with all these other uh, situations, I agree. They haven't proceeded. But what I'm same. saying is, how do you how does the NFL turn like almost like a blind eye to this? Like you have a player in your league right now that is being involved now in a very well, well, very shitty yeah, situation. I I don't know enough details, and that's why I didn't include it because I don't know. I didn't really read the article and. Even even from what I'm hearing or what I saw, it was all murky. They don't really have much details. All he has to say is he wasn't there. And then, like, that'll be another – then they could do their investigation. Then his name gets cleared, blah, 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 blah. But what I'm saying is the NFL can't just not do anything about it, right? I mean, I know the CBA thing was worked, reworked not too long ago. But, again, you have a punter within wearing your shield, wearing an NFL jersey and team. And he's involved in some shit. I'm curious so, to know if when, when Zeke accepted his suspension that there was some type of, I wouldn't call it an NDA, but just some type of agreement where it's saying, like, all right, you're not going to proceed legally or anything, and that we just want to end this. Because that was, like, middle of the season, and Zeke wanted to play. So he was probably willing. They had him in a tough spot mm. where he could be like, all right, I won't sue. Just let me fucking take these six games and keep it moving. Whereas, yeah, well, well no, I don't think so because that shit got dragged until the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? There was like appeal after appeal after appeal, and then and this Supreme Court and that Hawaii Supreme Mike Court. Hawaii Mike is coming in and saying they actually did change their. Um, yes, no, I know. They forced it, I, so. and that's again, it, it's just a shitty situation all around. And but I yeah, listen not, for the sake of the kid and the sake of everybody involved. I hope it, none of that shit happened. To be honest with you, but that's just me. Um. Oh, I wanted to bring up this uh, this thing before we got to anything else. I wanted to bring up. This uh, the unbreakable okay. sports record. Okay. This is a cool conversation because this got posted twice in Chop Sports in the last like twenty four hours. So I figured it was a conversation to bring up because we have enthusiasts out there that can agree or disagree with a lot of these things. These are set in uh, as the most unbreakable sports records. Okay, and I think this is a very interesting conversation because of the way games are played now. That some of them are never going to be touched, right? But then some of them you might say like, all right, we might have a shot. We could agree to disagree uh, on a couple of them. Most unbreakable sports records, I'll start at the top and I'll work my way down. Wayne Gretzky is a nine-time league MVP. Didn't you guys say sports? What'd I say? Sports records. Yeah, what'd I say? So what are you talking about hockey for? <laughs> oh. Anyway, yes. Wayne Gretzky is a nine-time, nine times, name that movie, um, sport uh, league MVP. Could that ever be duplicated? I have no idea. Probably not. Probably not, right? Yeah, like that's a, like, you're how the many best. MVPs does the next guy have? I would say like Rogers has what four? Yeah, but are we talking about across all sports? It can never be broken. Yes, uh, maybe not. Yeah, Shohei, I, if he plays nine years, should he, win nine. He ain't gonna win nine. Um, anyway, we'll see. But anyway, yeah, I don't think on. anybody's Gretzky. All Gretzky's records aren't getting touched. Gretzky with career points—that's a hockey thing, so that's probably not going to get touched either. Um, Let's see. Joe DiMaggio, the 56-game hitting streak. Just based off the fact that a lot of a lot of players don't know how to play back-to-back -back days at this point. It's a lot of load management when it comes to baseball. I don't think that ever gets touched. 
Robot Dave. Yeah, here we go. Yep, I knew that was coming. It's like one of those things, man. It's just like I, I, I'm going there today. If anybody can hear me right now, I'm going to Optimum today. I'm walking into the doors of Optimum, and I am going to light that motherfucker on fire. And if that's a threat, you heard it here first on the Chop Sports Daily. If it was murmur, like mumbled, and you can't hear it. Then you didn't hear it here on the Chop Sports Daily. You heard it. Uh, Optima is indeed a first-round draft pick, and I can't tell if we're – but, yeah, we're real bad now. Okay, cool. So we're about to kick the fuck out in in three, two, one. Um, this sucks because this fucking conversation was so good, and now that one's out completely. That one's out completely. Still alive. And out. Of, and we're back. And it's like, what the fuck, man? It's like, mm, man. I, and I've been pretty good when it comes to – not losing my complete shit when it comes to shit like this. But it is Friday. It's supposed to be a feel-good Friday. And I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I'm not feeling good at all. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's incredible. Incredible. I never knew who Optimum was until I found Chop Sports, and I hate them. Well, thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. Are we um, back? No, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm looking over there. I feel like I, we're robots. I have to look at you. Back. Your see yours? That's the main one. So, like, if your status bar is up and down, then it's no good. Over here, it's fine, but blurry. Uh, God damn it. it. We are good now. Thank you, buddy. No, no. Not Sounds really. better, but blurry. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, back to the action here. Uh, Joe so DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak, I say, is an unbreakable record just based off the fact that guys need load management. Um, not but, I mean, HD, like, even if a guy care. takes a day off, though, in baseball— he doesn't. It doesn't count. Like what do you he mean could, it doesn't he could, count? He could, he could take. He could take a week off. You could go on the on the sixty day IL, right? Uh, on the heels of a twenty one game hit streak, come back, get a hit. And that That's a hit streak. Oh, I. This is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Does that? Yes. Yeah. I guess that is. One hundred percent. I don't think it's going to be touched. It's still not either way. Because I think the closest one that I've seen of recent memory was like thirty one, and that was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot. I think it, it was, was only Luis, ha almost half, just like halfway home. Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. Kobe came close with an 81-point dropper, but 100 points in an NBA game? No, because even even close at 81 is like an epic performance in this day and age. And I just think that there's not enough people. There's too many people that want to shoot in today's NBA. That's true. A, and B, he was 81 points. That's 19 points away. That's like a really good game average for, for a solid player in the oh league. 19 God. points is, is a good game. So he's a good game Depending away. on what else is at. The like greatest, 19 and 7 the or 19 performance and that we've seen scoring the basketball since the Wilt Chamberlain thing was Kobe, and he was a good game away. Like another full good game right. away. So, no, I don't right. believe that's going to get broken. Um, this is going to blow you away. Uh, but, again, this is also <laughs> going to chime in Kyle, too, because he's a big, big Jerry Rice supporter. Um, career receiving yards record is 22,895 yards. That ain't being touched either. No. That's not, there's not even, there's too many, there's only one ball to go around and there's multiple teams have one, two, three receivers. So I don't think that's uh, ever going to do it. Uh, Tiger Woods. I mean, that's a golf thing, but 142 consecutive cuts made. So, I mean, that could be a thing, I guess. I mean, I mean, if you're, I, a, I mean, you just got to make the cut every tour. A lot of tournaments. That's a lot of tournaments. That is Let a lot me look of tournaments. Here. Luca had a 30 point quarter last year. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you finish with? 37. I don't know. I don't what do you finish the game with? That's had just, to be a, that would, had to be one of his 50-point games, but that's a 50-point game, and it took you a whole quarter to score three. A whole quarter, listen to me. Uh, it took you a quarter to score 30. Like, right, yeah, incredible stat, incredible 
day. But, like, I, I don't know. That one just doesn't seem yeah, like I mean, it's going to be tough. There's some obvious ones. Uh, uh, Nolan Ryan. Seven career no-hitters. No Verlander had a shot, outside shot, years back. But then there's been years have gone by, and he hasn't really closed the gap. He does have a lot of times where he's flirted with it. I feel like Verlander was the only one that I've seen in my lifetime that could have come close to that record, and he's not going to. Is that all that um, Hawaii Mike's coming in 11 consecutive at bats with a hit? Bernie Williams and Pedroia. That doesn't seem like. I mean, that's a lot of at bats in a row to get a hit. It is. Yeah, I guess. Because it does tech, seem. It does seem. If you low. if you go three for ten, you're in the Hall of Fame. It does seem low. <laughs> so it seems low in the grand scheme. I can understand yeah, that's a good one. not getting out for three straight that's games. That's a good one. I like that a lot. Uh, anybody gives a sh- I shouldn't say it like that. UConn women's basketball, 111 consecutive wins. 111 consecutive wins. That's another one. Not good. Boston Celtics, eight straight championships. No. You, there's, not, there's not teams that can run the table eight times in a row. Cal Ripken, uh, somebody mentioned it in here. Uh, 2,632 games played. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> can't, can't win with him. Uh, Cy Young, 511 career wins. Where was Verlander there? He's not. I don't know if anyone's going to make 500 starts. No, they, they will, but. Ready for this one? This one's, this one's a shitty record to have. No, 500 starts. I don't know that anyone will even make that. 500 starts? Yeah. What do you get? A year 30? I got I to gotta think because I think right now Scherzer, it, Scherzer's nice. at like 300 ish <laughs> starts, and he's been around a while. And he's not going to be. Well, what do you get a year? So he's going to make 200 more starts. You get 30 starts a year, maybe? Give or take. A full healthy season. So 30, if you're a full 33. healthy season, you get 30 starts a year. You would have to play five years just to get 150. So, yeah, you. that's not a. It's not an easy feat. Here's a really bad one. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 26 straight losses is the record. 26 straight losses in all sports. That could be done. Yeah, yeah, it's that bad of a team. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, there's no O. F- you would have to in the NFL. You would have to go O. And there's been two O for O and sixteen teams in the last five years. Who's Detroit and, and Cleveland? Cleveland. Huh. Yeah, like, but they, that, would have to, they have to do that back to back years. Yeah, <laughs> or back to back years into week ten of but the, the next year. The, the chances Nine. are, if you were O and sixteen last year, you're not that good going into the next year. Hmm. Fully healthy is 35, 30 plus is really good as far as the starts count. Bears will do it. He thinks the Bears are going to lose 26 straight games. <laughs> Have some faith, Rube. Come on, man. Uh, and the last one here is uh, the one that I think just happened. Fernando so Verlander Ta- has 477 starts. That's pretty impressive. Fernando Tatis Jr. Two Grand senior. Slams in one inning. Back both sides of the plate. I don't know. I didn't write. And that, that's that his father. That's Tatis Sr. that did that for the Cardinals. Oh, Sr. It is. Two Grand yeah. Slams in one inning. I remember that. Incredible. That's been brought up on this on the chops. So there you go. Before. Kyle Kyle came in with the, the 477. So basically, if he's fully healthy next year, you could potentially break the 500 yeah, start yeah, mark. Yeah. Um, there's going to be guys that get 500, but it's going to be the Hall of Fame pitchers that get 500 now, even starts. You're not going to see many guys that are. You yes, might have in some, one inning, some Bailey. compilers. <laughs> That's legit. Um, but also, I want to, I don't know. I mean, you got guys. The Verlander's a unique, uh, unique case where he got brought up when he was really young. You got other guys like Degrom. I think Max Scherzer is a good indicator. He's got around 280 or 300 starts. He's been around for a while. Max has to go a long time. Five, six, four, seven. Is he mid thirties? No, uh, thirty-three. Mid thirties. 
consider mid thirties. Anyway, uh, um, good conversation. Like I said, I, I think it's, um, <clears throat> did Tati's senior use ringworm medication too? <laughs> it's a good question. Very no, he was question. on whatever pools was on at the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. They're both smacking the shit out of the ball. Um, oh, anyway. Scherzer's 38. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I told you he was a little older, man. What so a, he ain't what gonna, an animal, right? <laughs> fucking guy. Absolute psychopath. And he's only pushing 40 years old. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, I do want to also bring up the fact that this podcast slash show is being brought to you in part by the Fusco Insurance Agency. What are you doing? All right. Almost one day it. I'll actually hit the camera. Look, you, I think you did on that one. You Just, hit the front yeah, rim. We're good. We're Fusco good. Insurance Agency. Be sure to check out Michael Fusco, FuscoInsuranceAgency.com. He helps you create a comprehensive retirement plan so you can worry a little bit less now and Really focus on your future. He's the guy to do it. Go visit his website. He's also doing uh, financing for anybody with a 350 or higher FICO score uh, starting at $300. So if you need something in your business and you want to finance it, he can help you do that. So go visit him. And also a shout out to our friends over at DatChat doing the blockchain thing and social media stuff. SteveAspire.com. Shout out to you, buddy. We were just talking to you on the on the web phone. What Web phone? Did I just say that? FaceTime Webcam. thing. I don't know. We we're going over all the website details and Google business and all that stuff. You can now find us, right, at studios at Shop Sports Media. Yet, uh, yet, I'll yet, just yet, I'll leave yet, it alone. All right, I'm going to leave that one alone. Um, and, of course, uh, shout out to the Grundle. Yes. Well, not my Grundle. <laughs> not yours. Because I don't have one anymore. Squeaky because clean. I used the promo code Shop Sports when I went over to Manscaped.com. And I bought myself this performance package 4.0 equipped with the Lawnmower 4.0, which is equipped with the 400K LED light and also equipped with the Porcelain Blade that is guaranteed to reduce the risk of nicks and cuts it's on your precious LED booty light. Hole. It's an LED the light. LED light. I don't know if that's 400K, though. Probably so not. Actually, it's probably like 1,000K. I was going to say, it's a little brighter. <laughs> I don't know how many Ks you could go up to with lights, but... <laughs> Any lighting people the out there? Manscaped, all you need is 400K. Um, it lights up the dark underbelly of man just right. So mm. if you are ever in a pinch and need to shave your asshole in the dark, <laughs> Manscaped's got it covered. Thank God. <laughs> it comes equipped with the exfoliators, all the creams, all the gels a blade that doesn't cut your ball sack when you use it. It's incredible. It also has a little tote bag, so <laughs> you can bring it wherever you go. On the go. Com, Back to your asshole, Dave. Shave your <laughs> ass, boys. <laughs> Shave your ass. Oh, my God. Anyway. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some, some of us folks are still using Hotmail. 
today is a fantasy Friday after all. Drafts are coming up. I've had two already. Got one this weekend. Um, so they're coming very fast. All over Dave's face. <laughs> Come on, man! I got, I got people watching this shit. <laughs> like, oh my god! But they also did just watch, listen to you ramble about your. Are butthole. you having a draft on Sunday? I am. I'm gonna come. <laughs> You're not gonna come. I'm You're gonna, not. I'm oh, gonna I'm come. gonna come. All right. Uh, anyway, back to the fantasy football talk. I know we got a graphic for this because I made it. Come on, man! Hook me up because I don't make these things often. Too big? No, it's perfect. No, it's right. Here's our Kenny Pickett. It's about and the of course, Kenny Pickett's. All right. Anyways. Uh, fantasy football, right? So obviously there's a plenty of drafts going on, but how many rookies are you going to put some stock into, Gooch? There's plenty Several. of them out there, uh, and you've dove into them. I've, I've also dove into and when I say dove into I copied and pasted right from ESPN.com. For any analysis, what they've done in the preseason, because a lot of these guys are getting some work within the preseason, and uh, some of them are, are excelling, and some of them you just, you know, they're not really, they're not making much noise, but we're going to focus really primarily on the fantasy aspect, meaning... Quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, possible tight end. I don't know if there's any out there uh, worth mentioning. But uh, obviously there's a lot of offensive linemen, a lot of defensive linemen, great cornerbacks, and they've all done very well. But we're going to focus on the skill positions and the guys that are going to make you some dough, Ray, me, during a daily fantasy uh, or season long. Gooch, yes. Okay, so well. what I'm going to do here, I'm going to go through the running backs. Oh, no, first I'm going to do quarterbacks, then I'll go running backs, and then I'll do the receivers. And I'm basically just going to highlight each player – from this year's rookie class and where yes, you could Rube. expect to see them go in fantasy drafts. And maybe I'll touch a little bit on, you know, a little bit of the dynasty aspect of things. Um, dynasty drafts are a little weird. People think that you need to just draft all young guys. You still have to play to win this season. So play that's the first thing of note. You don't want to just draft rookie, 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 rookie to have a good team in three years because a lot of these rookies don't pan out anyway. One or two guys is all you need from this year's class if you want to stash and hope for the best and – if it's a smart league owner, you have good back-end spots that you could able to stash some guys away. Maybe even one of those taxi spots. I were you talking wrong. about yourself when you were saying smart league I owner? Am, okay. I am, Just I am one sure of the best uh, your own little commissioners. Toot, toot, and a lot of people question my methods when it comes to roster spots and things like that. But I have got a, about, I have a method. You ever see you ever see the uh, the meme from Always Sunny where there's like a bunch of yes, graphics yes, and shit? That's yes. Chris putting together all of his fantasy leagues uh, yes, yesterday. Seven fantasy leagues <laughs> and, like, and counting sorry Ash in advance. All right, so <laughs> sorry any girlfriend or any not, wife. <laughs> there's not much uh, to go on this season for a seasonal league. There really never really is at the quarterback position, but there's some guys that you might want to stash. I think Kenny Pickett might at some point end up being the starter in Pittsburgh sooner than people think. They do have weapons out there. I'm not so sure about the offensive line, but if Kenny Pickett does start, we just don't know how good he could play, but they have weapons. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was going to be a quarterback that you could potentially get a bi-week replacement out of. Kenny Pickett would be about the only guy. And I could potentially see around week eight or nine Desmond Ritter getting the start and getting the job in general. And then he has some talented players over there, Drake London and Kyle Pitts. So he could maybe have some splash plays because he'll be down a lot of games too. But outside of those two, I would just avoid the quarterbacks altogether. In dynasty leagues, in redrafts, I mean, uh, run that back. In dynasty leagues, I'm keeping, I'm keeping 12 guys in a dynasty league. And to give you an idea as to the value that quarterbacks hold, not even Trey Lance, not just uh, Trevor Lawrence, no Zach Wilson. None of those guys are being kept going into next season. So... You don't really have to go crazy trying to land your rookie quarterback. There's plenty of guys that are worth it and that, that are starting now. 
and quarterbacks play until they're 50. So that's it for the QBs. A little more fun. There's a lot of running backs involved here. I'm going to start at the top of the list and work my way down. <clears throat> Number one, obviously, I, I see him going as early as late second round. I think that's too high. Um, but he's definitely the the number one rookie to come off the board this year in fantasy football, redraft or keeper league, and that is a Brees Hall. Brees Hall is the clear-cut number one running back. I just don't understand how fast that happened with Michael Carter. Well, Michael Carter is who he was. Or was he still is, is he's alive. He is. He's he's the guy that's gonna be the third down guy. He could catch passes out of the backfield. He was a perfect complement to a Javante Williams at UNC. They brought him in last year. He carved out a nice role for himself, but that role is much like a Tony Pollard's role. And they need the Zeke to the Tony Pollard to hmm. make Dave get it. I like it. But that makes right. sense, right? Yes. So Brees Hall, Plenty I think he's gonna eat. He'll probably touch the ball around 200, 220 times this year. Robert <laughs> Sala, they're gonna hand the ball off a lot. They have a young quarterback that's injured. They have some decent weapons, which we'll get to because they have a rookie receiver. Um, but they're all young, and young team, young quarterback with a budding offensive line. I know Becton's hurt. That hurts them. But Brees Hall is going to be going to get the lion's share of the touches for the Jets this season. So what he does with them is, remains to be seen. But in fantasy football, preseason, it's all about volume, and he's going to get the volume. Number two running back, I'm not sure where people – would have him in their draft boards at this moment because he he did play well yesterday. I mentioned him a couple weeks back, and I said, this guy's going to shoot up the draft boards. If you're in an early draft, target him now, and that was around like round nine I was seeing him go. I don't think you're going to get a Damian Pierce in round nine anymore. I would say round seven is the latest you'll see him go. And if you see Damian Pierce in round seven, jump all over it because now you're not going to get an RB1. In round seven, unless he's Leonard Fournette last year, and we all know how that worked Question out. for you, uh, in regards to Pierce, would you take Pierce before you would take someone's supplemental number two? Meaning like an A.J. Dillon or a Pollard <laughs> or any of those guys. I'm taking Pierce AJ, seems to get the load here. I'm taking A.J. Dillon over Damian Pierce because if I'm taking Pierce – I'm I'm probably taking him as a flex or or like it's gonna it's gonna what I, what I make what I think is gonna make my running backs exceptionally strong because I'm already gonna have a starter at the position and a, probably a number two. So if you're taking Damian Pierce as a luxury pick at the position, you're probably avoiding another position like a tight end gotcha. or a quarterback at that spot so you could load up on running backs. I'm I'm looking at AJ Dillon in a little bit higher light specifically for keeper purposes. But if it's not a keeper league, I think A.J. Dillon, when Aaron Jones inevitably does get banged up, there's going to be a couple weeks where A.J. Dillon is a clear-cut RB1. I don't think Damian Pierce sniffs RB1 territory even as the starter all year, but I could be wrong. Right now, I have him firmly entrenched as a flex player with the ability to easily sneak in as an RB2, so a top 15 back, top 20 back. I think that's in the cards for Damian Pierce this year. Okay. Um, ben Wexler came, uh, took Dylan over Pierce last night, matter of fact. Yeah. Um, look, there might be some buyer's remorse at certain weeks because I think Damian Pierce has a little more standalone value right now, week one. Damian Pierce should have a higher projection week one if he's the clear-cut starter. That's It's a long season, and being the clear-cut starter in week one doesn't necessarily equate to shit in week eight when you're playing for a bad team. So, Shout-out to NFL.com who has projections that are just like – Ridiculous, right? I think they got Zeke at like a two. And I'm, like I'm taking AJ like, Dillon over Damian over Damian week, Pierce uh, week one right now. Um, but there could be a situation where you're you're willing to trade AJ Dillon and something else for Damian Pierce by week four. 
So Damian Pierce, the sky's the limit for him. The team is young and up and coming, and they obviously believe in him because they took him out after one series. So he's the guy. Yeah. He got the the Cavante turban treatment. Yeah. Take your shoulder pads off, son. You're out. <laughs> You're fine. Here's your jersey. And then here's where it gets a little muddled. I think those two guys are the clear-cut one and two. And then outside of those guys, nobody else has a clear-cut role. But there's some guys that are definitely working their way up depth charts and earn some some burn in the regular season as it approaches. The next guy on my list, just because of how he's playing and, and the reports that I've been reading most recently that I'll put at three is Brian Robinson Jr., Antonio Gibson just got named the kick returner. What? He did. Usually they don't name the starting running back the kick returner unless you have a, a really good compliment back or they somebody that you look at as a... With a fumbling problem? What? He was a former college receiver. He's one of those guys that could do a lot. But mm. look, I think it's because, A, he's their best player at returning kicks, and I think Ron Rivera is putting the best guy in the best spots. And because Brian Robinson Jr., I think they believe in him as the ball carrier, and maybe they they shift Antonio Gibson more of like what they have J.D. McKissick doing because that's a little bit of a situation there why I avoid all three because of the presence of all three. Mm. One guy goes down. Um, I mean, I think McKissick's value stays the way it is no matter what. But Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson's value, one of those guys should take the reins. I think it'll probably be Gibson – at least early going. Trust factor, maybe. Trust factor. Yeah. But Brian Robinson, they they like him, so I like him. Yeah. Oh, Ben, Sky Moore's a receiver. We'll get into him in a second. He's not a And um, just to touch on how Ron Rivera has worked his offenses in the past, if you can remember like a D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart yeah. battery. That was great. It was good, but it was very frustrating for fantasy owners. Look for a little bit of the same. So maybe you avoid those guys unless you're in a, a real desperate spot or maybe a flex. Mm. Moving past that, now as we get into some handcuff situations, um, I I have these guys all muddled together. It's really a preference thing. It's a maybe if you have an an Austin Eckler, you reach a little bit more for an Isaiah Spiller. He's hurting though. He's he's a little banged up. Spiller, he's a bit Spiller just up, got banged he's, up. He's been the guy that's been taking the number one reps anytime Austin Eckler hasn't. So while he's banged up now, you're not really expecting value from him out of the gate. Mm. This is strictly he's the he's the RB two. For the Chargers. So I take him if I have Austin Eckler. James Cook, younger brother of Dalvin Buffalo? Cook. Buffalo. Okay. He has he's he's a splash player. I think he's gonna make some some gadget plays. They're gonna have some nice little uh sets put in the offense for some him. Some wrinkles have you. A couple wrinkles, but I don't <laughs> think he has much value outside of like what a Rondell Moore had for the Cardinals last year. Mm. They'll use him where they need where they need to use him, but muddled backfield in Buffalo, I'm avoiding all those guys as well. And then Tyler Algier. Cordero Patterson's the clear-cut starter, but he's not really even a clear-cut running back. I guess you could consider him that. Now you can, a little now. bit, yeah. But year 11, just got the clear-cut running back position. Now he's the clear-cut running back one. Bad team. I think Algier ends up getting some starts this season, so you might be able to pop him in your flex here. Rube coming in saying Rashad White is a league winner <laughs> this year. Well, what team is he on? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that far in my rankings, Rube. I mean, look, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I don't fucking know either. All right. Why don't um, I know that? I'm losing a little steam on Sorry. my battery, so I'm going to kind of power through these. Tampa receivers. Bay. Tampa Bay running back behind Fournette. Well, if Fournette does go, well, look, league winners are usually guys that are backups. 
on a good situation. And look, I think it was the CJ Anderson a couple years back was a league winner when you lost. Fuck CJ Anderson. Yeah, because he, he was also shit. a league loser for Dave probably because he scored uh, sixty points in the finals and and the week before that. No, I'm talking about CJ Anderson who just who derailed the Cowboys season in oh. the playoffs because he was a bowling ball and decided to fucking run over everybody. That season. That season, yes. yes. So yes, he's a piece of shit. Um anyway, uh Scoop is asking about the Seattle situation. So from what I gather, yeah, Kenneth Walker the third uh has a little bit of a hernia situation going on, but it's not a sports hernia, so it's not gonna take him out for a lengthy it's amount a of time. Ruptured hernia, like an actual appendicitis situation. That doesn't sound like any fun, but um I know that Rashad Penny has stepped in and done a, a, well, yeah. a good job Scoop, over there. Thank you for the save on that. I think Kenneth Walker is the starter by week two. Rashad Penny, he's like the guy that doesn't fumble. He knows the system. So they're going to go with him in situations where they need a safe a safety net. And I don't think Seattle's looking to win many games this year. Um, no reason to, to run Kenneth Walker into the ground when you have a guy that you've been ever so slightly running into the ground for like 13 years now. Gainwell's Rashad, not a rookie. And Rashad Rex. Penny. Gainwell's not a rookie. Oh, the beef continues. Keep I could hear it in Dave's voice. <laughs> Please keep up, sir. All right, so <laughs> now a little more fun, and there's a lot, more, a lot more to these guys. <laughs> um, I'm just going to mention the, the honorable mention first. Guys that I think you might not want to start the season drafting, but will end up on a fantasy team at certain points throughout the year, and depending on who you like and what team you like, you might take a flyer now. Um, going through these guys – these are guys that I'm not looking to draft, but you might at the back end. Starting off the list, Alec Pierce, the White Wide Receivers of America Association. He Got him on the class. Two, two teams. Um, I really think Alex Pierce in the situation that he's in, the, the number two receiver for the Colts. Matt Ryan has typically throughout his career made number two receivers. Roddy shine. White. They've all been talented. <laughs> Roddy White, uh, Calvin Ridley, even Julio Jones when it was – Roddy White as the one, so oh, like yeah, right. kind of interchangeable parts there. Uh, they were all talented guys, so it wasn't like Matt Ryan did it, but the system that he's been in has mm. done it, and I think Alex Pierce is talented, so I think he's he's going to be the next Alec guy on that Pierce. list. Yeah, I know I have I have the squiggly <laughs> through it, squiggly. <laughs> all right, um, Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson. These are a package deal. I think whoever wins the third receiver spot for Green Bay should be one of these two guys. Whoever does. Being in an Aaron Rodgers-led offense, very similar season to like a MVS last year. You might be able to start him, but bro, you know, there was the ceiling. MVS too high. was not startable last year. Like there was a couple times I had to, but it's like, oh god, agreed, agreed. like it was just not. Like he would get the, <laughs> maybe the fifty-yard catch down the field, and you then could even maybe you for could the rest even of the game. just if you want to. I say MVS because Lazard's still there but he's in a different role. Maybe you could say one of these guys step into the Lazard role where he's a little more that usable. That I would start. A little like, more usable. Yeah, that's a usable guy. But um, moving off of those guys now, so a couple slot guys. Wandale Robinson, I think he's got the starting slot receiver job for the Giants. Sterling Shepard is coming back soon if he's not back at practice already. But The problem is Daniel Jones is the quarterback. And he's, well, we'll find out. But Wandale, Wandale Robinson, we found he's out been looking good. <laughs> But you don't know. Kadarius Tony had some had some good games Tony had last some good, year. Yeah, and, I and the Giants Tony, are going to so be down, down a decent amount thing. this year. So don't be surprised if you see some some uh, Wandale Robinson mm -hmm. action mm -hmm. as a little flex play down the stretch if you need it. And I talked about him the other day on the rundown. Isaiah Harry Wolf, fire away, McKenzie. bro. We'll, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. So Isaiah yeah. McKenzie. Like the video, everybody. By the way, that'd be fantastic. Jameson Crowder trending down. Isaiah McKenzie trending up. 
anybody that wins a starting receiver job on that pass happy offense will probably see some burn. Maybe get a touchdown here or there. Mm. Um, off the honorable mention. Now I'm going to work my way down. Drake London leads the list of receivers. He's in a situation where he's the clear cut one out of the gate. I say clear cut. Kyle Pitts is really their clear cut one, but he's the clear cut number one wide out. I don't think he's going to get as many targets as Pitts, but I'm interested to see how those how defenses handle these two guys. And Drake London looks to be like a Mike Evans clone. I know that we compare players a lot, but he really does. Like mm. Everything about him mm-hmm. looks exactly alike. George Pickens coming in at number two, or was it number one, for the Rookie of the Year odds. Oh, one, no, he's I think number it one. was number one. Yeah. A little surprising to me because the reports that I was reading last week were that he doesn't have a, an exact starting job yet. Reports now are that he started week two of a preseason and, and it was it was Chase Claypool that rotated in and out of the number three uh, receiver spot. So if George Pickens is a starter, I know they're not going to be passing the ball that much. I know that they don't have the greatest quarterback situation, but right now if you're a starter in the NFL on a team that's looking to be pushing for the playoffs, I mean, Pittsburgh – Going to find out a little bit about them, but I think George Pickens is going to have a good year, and Vegas seems to believe so too because he's leading all all rookies in odds for rookie of the year. This is again where it gets muddled. I think I'll put Olave third because of the Mike Thomas situation with the hamstring. His mental is never really there. I feel like any given moment, it could be Friday, you're going through walkthroughs and you turn around and Michael Thomas is no longer with you, so you're going to have to call somebody else in to do his job, and that guy is going to be Chris Olave. Probably the best route runner coming out of the class this year and out of all the rookies. Steps into a situation where I think Jameis, two years removed from that Tampa season where a lot of receivers ate, he still has it. The knee is in his arm. He's going to be throwing the ball all over the place. He doesn't really need his mobility. After Chris Olave, I feel like Sky Moore is probably the next guy that you're going to get drafted. The Kansas City offense, obviously there's a a ceiling that's through the roof. We have no idea what he's going to be used as, but I know that Andy Reid's got some wrinkles for him. I don't know the volume's going to be there out of the gate, but as a couple guys go down or he starts making some plays, I feel like Sky Moore is one of those guys you're just going to have a hard time leaving off the field. And with Pat Mahomes, it's hard to avoid him. If I see him late, I'm jumping all over it. Agreed. Can I interrupt yeah. you with a question? Yeah. Uh, just because Harry Wolf, <laughs> who, are, are, again, probably found us on the YouTube, uh, has a question. It's not a rookie question, but it is a fantasy football question. It's an open forum here. Mm-hmm. Uh, who should he draft at three? Ten-man league, two wide receivers, two running backs, one tight end, one flex. Three is a difficult situation to be in. Actually, two is almost more difficult as well. Considering that the fact that Jonathan Taylor is your clear-cut number one, um, it all depends if you want to take that risk and McCaffrey falls to you at three. You want to stay away from McCaffrey? I am starting to fall more in love with McCaffrey. Um, Will I draft him at two in our league? I'm not sure. Uh, But two, uh, interchangeable. I would say King Henry is there. Cooper Cup, if it's it's PPR. Um, I would say... say, I mean, I know Rube is going to disagree. I don't think Rube says I, I CMC think McCaffrey right off, the off the board for me. I'm not taking him at three. Um, he disagrees. I know he's big on Christian McCaffrey, even with all the injury woes. I think that it's a it's sacrilege to take a receiver if there's only two starting receivers in a ten man league. You're going to be you're going to get, get some value get later some value on. Yeah. Receiver later on, and then you're going to be looking and be like, well, I can never sit Cooper Cup ever. 
well, you're going to get points. You're not going to get the re- the value at running back. I think it's a no brainer in a ten man King Henry two receiver league. I'm three. I'm probably taking uh, Dalvin. I mean, it's a seasonal league. I'm taking Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. All right, there's your answer. Derrick I don't Henry. know. Consensus. Man. I don't know. I, I would take Najee try. Harris over him because of me, but I'm not going to advise somebody else to do that. Shh. Don't give away any secrets. Anyway, there's your answer, bro. Back to the receivers uh, of the rookie class. Hope that helped you out, bro. And uh, actually, spread the word. Tell your friends. Well, say your I got fantasy a friends to come t- got a couple tune more. in. Yes, I know. All right. Uh huh. Oh my bad. I thought you said that was the receivers. No, I said back to the receivers. Oh, oh back oh. to you, Chris. Oh, 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 oh. All right. So after this, Garrett Wilson. He's a guy that is Ooh. all the talent in the world, <laughs> but he's not going to be the starter out of the gate. But the guys that are in front of him, you know, we got Elijah Moore. Uh, Corey Davis are paying a little bit of money, too, so I think that they're going to give him every chance possible. But Braxton Berrios, solid. What about him? But I don't think he's going to really hold on to that job for too long. I think Garrett Garrett Wilson is a little bit better of a player, and they drafted him super high. They're just making him earn it the hard way, and I believe in that. So Garrett Wilson, while he's not the starter now, but the thing about the Jets is they're a good, young, talented team. or They're a bad, young, talented team. They have a lot of... Guys that you don't know about yet. Someone's going to step up for the Jets receivers. Is it going to be Elijah Moore? Is it going to be Corey Davis? I doubt it. You know what Berrios is. It's either going to be Garrett Wilson or or Elijah Moore. So the ceiling is very high for him, but it might take him a little Coming bit to get his footing. Coming from a Rich Samini, quote, Wilson has suffered from a few drops in camp, but his talent is obvious. Exceptional body control, violent hands, according to Robert Sala. Uh, when Wilson drops back to pass, obviously before he got hurt, he, re- he recovers quickly, a sign of mental toughness. In other words... His drops don't come in bunches where uh, where it could be a case for the rookies, other rookies. He will have a significant role, even if he's not the starter per se. He will be heavily involved in a four-man yes. rotation with well, the Jets. Exactly let the the verdict on Jamar Chase and what knocked him down a couple pegs on a lot of people's draft boards last year was that he had the drops in the preseason and everybody still employed. And everybody <laughs> was kind of you know, got a little cold feet when it came to Jamar Chase in fantasy drafts, and they paid the price by not winning their league, and anybody that inherited Jamar Chase in the ninth round last year, they benefited greatly from it. I don't think Garrett Wilson has the ability to be this year's Jamar Chase, but I do think he has the ability to help out a fantasy team in a pinch late when he does get going. The one guy that I do think has the ability to put up Jamar Chase-like numbers out of the gate won't be playing out of the gate because he's on the pup list, and that is, I forget his name, Williamson. Jameson Williams. Jameson yeah. Williams. I always get Williams. these guys. Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams. Yep. I get these guys fucked up because they are all from Alabama. <laughs> right? They're all the Torn, same. Uh, torn ACL in January. Torn so he's ACL gonna be... in January, and he's the most talented receiver in the class. Without the injury, I think nobody's even having a conversation about Drake London at one in terms of the heading the receivers this year. I'm going to be targeting him in every draft that I'm in. Because you, you might not get him to week seven, week eight. I think you're going to get him around week five, week six. January is not. I mean, that's a nine month recovery. Took me ten. <laughs> that's a lot of months, um, and I'm a, I'm the common man, so maybe maybe it's accelerated. Uh, but he's my favorite rookie receiver, and I actually like it because when I'm drafting rookie receivers, I'm not really drafting them to be started onto my fantasy team right away. And I'm looking at a guy like look at last year how Amon Ross St. Brown came up came mm-hmm. on. Second half of the season, he helped a lot of people make a playoff push and even win some leagues. Yeah. The, when I'm drafting rookies, that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking at who's going to be able to be that extra push towards the end when they when they kind of come into the role a little bit and I'm dealing with an injury or, or two here or there. Or who's going to be the guy that 
steps up and gives me an excess at one position so I could take care of something that I'm lacking somewhere else with a trade. That's who I think the um, the Lions kid is, Jamison Williams is. I think he has the ability to do that for a fantasy team. Um, it's just going to have to be patient with it. Who else we got? Traylon Burks, I'm avoiding at all costs. And Conditioning um, asthma issues is why he was unavailable yeah, for mini asthma. camp. That was mini camp. That was when he first but got there. But he's still not looking great. I think he was held out of the preseason action. When you get when you get first round picks held out of preseason action because of conditioning, that's an issue or asthma or whatever the fuck's going on with him. I feel like there's a lot of clouds surrounding the the Traylon Burke situation right well, out of the gate. Uh, according to Turin or Teron Davenport, who writes for uh, the Tennessee Titans, a guy like him with a catch radius that he has, uh, the guy goes up and gets the ball. You'd love to see it. Making plays like that is a building confidence for a quarterback like myself. This has come from Tannehill. Uh, it gives you a lot of confidence to go his direction. So maybe as much as we're, we're knocking the asthma or whatever, the out-of-shape stuff, uh, there's a possibility that Tannehill really likes him right off the rip, so maybe he'd be force-feeding him early. So maybe he's going to get some targets, a lot of targets. He's got to play. Well, he'll get there. He's got to play. Um, so who else we got? Rounding out this list, guys that I think, because they're starters right out of the gate, and maybe not so much with one of them, but we'll talk about it in a second. Jahan Dotson, mm. he's starting out of the gate. I'm not sure if he's the number two or if they're going to line him up in the slot and what they're going to do with Curtis Samuel. But He's 5'11", he's though, so let's let's – also, have to take that in consideration as a short wide receiver. Yeah, but what is Curtis Samuel? No, I'm just – well, he's a gadget guy. Curtis Samuel – you can't line up Curtis Samuel on the outside. So that's why I kind of – they're saying he plays taller than he is, but it's like that, that's but well and good. Number, but 5'11 is – I, I couldn't even picture two is, Steve Smith on the outside. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but he, like, he played everywhere. I know he did because he was a dog. But I'm just saying, like, this guy, you know, might be different. Well, he's definitely going to be starting at – now, if you're saying Curtis Samuel is a gadget guy, which he is their number two, I think, on paper – He's a little undersized, too, but Curtis Samuel also dog. Dog. Um, Dotson's going to get some playing time. He's going to be on the field. He's going to run a lot of routes. Whether or not they're able to get him some targets, it remains to be seen. I'm very, like, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on him. He's on my watch list, but I'm probably not looking to draft a Jahan Dotson. Um, and then last but not least, the the Tolbert, Jalen Tolbert. Victory. We're not sure. It's bad news on Tolbert owners or potential Tolbert owners that that Michael Gallup is not going to start the season on the pup list because I would imagine that Still, cuts into yeah, but, Tolbert's possible target share more than anybody else. Mm, he's going to be playing a lot from the slot. Uh, Tolbert's, Tolbert's something to keep it's an not, eye on, I'm, bro. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm more or less not talking about, like, they're both going to play. Whether If all three are healthy, they're probably all three playing in all three receiver sets. But target-wise, I think Tolbert will see less balls in his face. Okay. If Michael Gallup is playing. And that's it. So proceed, <laughs> here's proceed a, uh, accordingly. Here's a, uh, a stat. The NFL had a record low, 37 illegal contact calls last year. Mike Pereira said they're making a point to enforce illegal contact more strict this year. Bet all overs in week one. Yeah. A lot of points coming our way. <laughs> and I think there's been 36 called in the preseason games so far. Yeah, so they are, that was, they so are obliging. Those, are, those referees, man, obliging. I'm telling you, they miss the spotlight just as much as some of the players. They love seeing themselves right in the center of attention, right smack on your fucking 75-inch TV. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Let them play. Let them play. But, again, it, that's the today's NFL. They don't want any legal contact. No, sir. What is that? I don't know. That's your mojo moment right there. <laughs> Can't throw anybody back at me. Cool. 
Thanks. All right. <laughs> so anyway, that was weird. That's why you got to watch on YouTube. So if you want to go over to YouTube and say that same thing, we'll give you a burn. Maybe. Um, there's always a rule that NFL just cracks down one, weeks one through. You know, it's funny that he says that because it's like, what was, there was another penalty rule that, um, watch him, what the fuck was that penalty where they were like, they were really going to crack down on it. And it was like, the first, oh, you know what I'm thinking? Of? <laughs> I'm thinking of spider tech. <laughs> I'm thinking of like baseball. And they're like, we're going to tuck, we're going to check all those pitchers. And then it just like went, like, you just forgot about it. Like maybe because they stopped, like what I Fox say, was in your face. But what did like, I say? Like they're they're doing taunting. this. It's that's, like a, a, that's it. Taunting. It's like a shock. It's like a shock and awe value of of what they were doing last year. They're still doing the same thing, and they're just not doing it on TV in between every inning. We got a fantasy keeper question coming in from our resident gym teacher over at Woodbridge High School. Uh, should he keep Mark Andrews in a fifth or a Devontae Adams in the seventh? It is a keeper Mark league. Andrews. I want to say Mark no, Andrews as well. No question. That's not even. Asked. There's no debate on that one. Not even a debate. All. So that's actually really good value for Andrews. He's going like in the third. Yeah. I never understood. I mean, tight ends have value. And there was a question I wonder somebody was asking about Kyle Pitts. It's like, I, I don't look at somebody's high end tight ends anymore as tight ends. I really don't like while they're required and, and responsible for blocking and all this other shit. Like, a lot of these guys are playmakers, man, like Kelsey and Pitts and even Darren Waller. Like, you can line these guys up in the slot on the outside. It's like the tight end position is becoming so huge and so uh, dynamic that they're just listed as a tight end because they're, they're maybe over 240 pounds. You know what I'm saying? It's But they're, they're freak athletes. They're just doing great yeah, things. Yeah, they're having beef. They're having beef with the um, the players the players union and the NFL. They've been going at it for a couple years now about how tight ends are getting paid, and they do the most. They do the left tackle. They do the right tackle. They do fucking... You Click know, on they, that comment. Well, it's I'm trying. It's just... I'm running out of steam. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, Goddard has great value to draft late, according to Ben Wexler, and I agree. The, the Eagles' offense is going to fly. Um, no problem. Yeah, he's led the Eagles, um, all Eagles players in touches in this preseason. That's why. But Pitt, I don't even yeah. know what the fuck that means because what? I don't even think he played in the preseason games. I guess, are they, like, counting stats for practice? What are you talking about? Goddard. I read an article or a uh, headline that was, like, Dallas Goddard leading all receivers, leading all Eagles in touches this preseason. I want to say more than less, maybe like yeah, the, the the practices and stuff. That's a big thing. I mean, when you're practicing, you're live. You know, it's you have to worry about that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, James Rube. That's why Pitts, Andrews, and Kelsey are cheat codes in fantasy. You basically get another star wide out. And that's true. I'm telling you, they're used that way, and it's it's very beneficial for your team. So, yeah, and Anywho. like it only works if you have the back end wideouts because if you like are replacing a wideout with one of these guys, and you're like, oh well. Usually I get like nine projected out of my tight end, so my last receiver is like a tight end. Then you're just a lateral move. You need to you yes. need to have the receivers too. I agree. I agree. What pick do I have this weekend? Ninth. I want it. No, seventh. I, I'm seventh seeing. with my eyes on one player, and I'm not going to say in case you know what. No, they don't watch. <laughs> so, but seventh pick. Do you you said you have seventh. I have in my leagues. I have four, seven, nine, twelve. Anymore else? One, two. <laughs> I have four twice, seven twice, nine. Seventh pick, I'm looking, I'm looking like nine, I want. 12, and then the other one. Like I want a little nausea the action. The other one is a keeper league, and I have the seventh and the ninth pick. Because I traded. Listen to this Big Ten football in 24 hours. Kyle, I was just talking to Gooch about that. And this fall, we haven't touched on any college football. And while 
we're also emphasizing on the stuff that we do know and we do emphasize in like we're NFL guys here. We're NBA guys here. We're uh, fucking baseball guys here. College football has been a bugaboo for the chop sports media and chop sports uh, daily. Right. We need you in here, man. We need you in here. We need you to come in here or or just zoom in and we'll talk. We got to talk some college football because it's yeah, coming up. Rutgers know. is starting soon. Big R, you guys over here. <laughs> Keep chopping. I don't chopping. know enough. I don't know enough. Right, right. We don't know. Uh, Nebraska in Ireland tomorrow. So The Potato Huskers. <laughs> Betting the under on Nebraska, according to the JD coming in. So, I mean, there's there's probably so many things that I've, I have not versed myself at all. Well, when I say I've invested 0.00 seconds into college football research this this like summer, that's the truth because I, I've been football like NFL gung ho like there's just no time in my I don't have the uh, the bandwidth bandwidth uh, neither does Chop Sports Media apparently <laughs> according to its internet um, but I don't have the mental capacity to to consume some college but I want to I, I want to be well versed so. That's just uh, yeah, Kyle. If you if you're able to get here yeah, next bro, Friday, come on, come on, in. Come on in. It doesn't matter what day it is. Come on, yeah, whenever. You know, we're previewing the NFC West, so nobody really cares about the NFC West unless you're a 49ers fan. That's really it. I don't know any Seattle Seahawks fans. Maybe Bailey because he's out there, but I know Bailey's a Cowboys fan. I don't know any Arizona Cardinals fan. One from middle school, but that was that's a long time ago. And I don't know any. Who else is out there? Oh, the Rams. Oh, I do know Ram. My boy Mikey Paranelli. He's a Rams fan, but that's like. That's it. You know, like the, those fan bases out in the NFC West are tough, man. We should just do the NFC West in when one, I, one when day. I, like when I think of certain fans, like there's a Ram. I don't know any Rams fans, maybe one or two, but like I think of hating the Rams because of some guy that I just had to sit next to four years ago for a Packers Rams game. And now oh I yeah, no, that, I, that's, that's I don't know his name. That was I hate that guy. That was the day. So I root against the Rams arbitrarily. Unless I have no re- if, unless I have a reason to root for them. Tuesday the it is, Kyle. Yeah, I just hate on everybody. I I look at the ramp. That was that was the last day I Buffalo ever went Wild out. Buffalo Wings in Philly. Mine was Fucking Miller's Ale House fan. in Woodbridge. Uh, that I went and I saw and I watched my last regular season Cowboys game with beers uh, out. And after that day, after a Rams fan said something to me about. Having uh, one of the guys that, that the Cowboys were actually like doing well, and the Cowboys guy did well, and he was rooting as with the Rams jersey on, he was openly rooting for one of the guys on the Cowboys. These are my fantasy team. I was like, I gotta get out of here before I fucking punch this I don't guy give right a in the shit nose. Who other people root for? What bothered me was Ty Montgomery fumbled the kickoff at the end of the game. Oof. Do you remember that game? Yes, I do remember that game. Yikes. Remember that game? Yikes. That was brutal. And that guy fucking celebrating. Oof. Is that right, Scoop? Two more weeks for that's it's right in our backyards, bro. Let's do it. Another place to drink, but not during football season. I'll do it. I'll I'll go out during the Cowboys bye week and I'll go out if like the Cowboys play on Monday night. That's when I'll go out to watch football. But other than that, I, I pay too much money for the fucking NFL ticket to go anywhere else. <laughs> like Stay home. I am all over the place on Football Sunday. Wherever you, I'll, I'll let you know where I'm going to be on Sunday morning. And I usually decide Sunday morning. I, I felt like last everywhere. year, typically, you did not go out for football. Um, last year was a little bit different. I mean, remember, remember the the also the seven hour broadcast that we had on week one. I do thirty eight three. And last year was a little In bit peril. Last year was a little bit different because I was like dealing with a kidney stone situation. All football season. So I couldn't go out and drink. It was just like. And we were very busy trying to get this up and running. And now that kind of runs itself and we have different goals and aspirations, we could probably go out a little more. Plans to do certain things 
as the season started that didn't materialize because it just wasn't the right thing to do. Like, that was a bad idea. Yeah, Rube, it's like, I, I agree, man. I, I'm more of a couch guy now, which is weird because, like, A, I have 54 fantasy things to look at, right? And, like, you don't want to be distracted by anything going on. And, like, if you're at, like, a... Uh, if you're at like a Hooters for whatever reason, I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, you can't like oh football. <laughs> you know, like but but if you're at Miller's Ale House, they're all you know, whatever. It's just like a rite of passage for me. I've been doing it. I can't it my do whole it, life, man. I can't do it. Anymore. It's like I don't really do much else besides football games for fun. So it's like I get 16, 17 Sundays out of the year where I go out and I drink during the day. Yeah. I was actually exaggerating. It. I'm I'm very hell bent right now. Let's see, I have my league. Dynasty, Chop Sports, Wrestling, and now Joanne. I have five, and I'm sweating. I'm, like, panicking that, like, I'll forget something or whatever. This guy has nine in his sleep. Before he even wakes up, he's in ten leagues. I I'm just, actually disappointed because right now— as One was, folded, you said, right? Oh, yeah, one of my leagues folded, and that league was supposed to be drafted, like, early this week. And I don't like doing drafts early at all. So if you look— Have you drafted yet at I'm all? I'm not drafted oh, yet. so you're itching. And I'm nine days away from draft one. and You're, So oh, you got nothing this weekend either. I have nothing this weekend. Wow, I have, I have right. a draft in nine days, and then my last draft <laughs> is 11 days from now. So I have seven drafts in a three-day stretch. Sorry, Ash. I apologize in advance. Ash was saying that you only went out when she was at school. Yeah, you're in a college town. You want to go out. But fuck, man, I feel bad. Isn't, well, te isn't Temple Philly? Yeah. Oh, God. Whatever. That's Ugh. fine. Yuck. Um, no offense to Temple. I watched, but Green, I Bay, I watched Green Bay beat the brakes off of Philly in – Buffalo Wild Wings in Philly. So Were you wearing any fun. Packers garb? Yes. Yeah? Actually, maybe not. Probably honestly. not. I'm, Phil, not, not, the, not calling you like a pussy or anything like that, but Philadelphia is another breed of people. It's like just, no, bro, they're mutants. Bro, like, this is what you think. Gross. You think so. I but, know so. But like in a bar <laughs> You couldn't give Philly, me fucking first row 50-yard line at the link bro, to watch the, the, the Cowboys. People that I, I was say, near, fuck the people that, that I was Free. near weren't, no. weren't like, wasn't like the... Like a working class Philly guy, like a <laughs> steel worker. It was a pussy fucking frat boy. Stop. Yes, I wore my jersey. Now that I think about it. <laughs> no, you didn't. I didn't. I doubt it. Anyway, so that draft's coming up this weekend. The draft, <laughs> but, um, it's just yeah. happening. I can feel it. And Buffalo Wild Wings in Philly was a good place for me. I had some, outside of the Ty Montgomery fumble, I, I think the Packers are like eight and one. What's your greatest sports bar? Packer victory ever? Do you have one that like jumps out? Like wow, what a what a fucking um, celebration! BJ Raji picking off Caleb Haney. Show me what you got, Raji. Sorry, Rube, but yeah, when we went to the Super Bowl, I was out at Big Shots when the Packers beat the Bears. So like that wasn't like the best moment ever. No, I'm talking about at a bar where you get to celebrate with all your brethren, like for a big win. So that, that yeah yeah NFC yeah. title game that would have to be it. That What's that it. like? What's NFC title games like? <laughs> What's that all about? I want to say anytime I ever went out and watched the Cowboys and the Giants and the Cowboys would win. Those moments forever will be like everybody hated Cowboy David, Fox and Hound. Everybody hated me at Big Shots and it was just fine. It was fine. I found my my group, you know, guys like Rob Craigwell, <laughs> Rashawn, like uh, my crew, bro, Stack, all those guys. They'd back me up in all the worst fights. There was one really bad fight at Fox and Hound where I started it and I kind of left. <laughs> Like I did something, and then I kind of like drifted off to the side, and it was a massive brawl at Fox and Hound, and I was out in the front, and I'm like, I'm walking out the building. I'm the one who started the whole thing because the Cowboy Giant thing was a Monday night, and I'm walking out, and somebody's walking in, like, man, what's going on? And they're like, ah, oh, some asshole started the fight. <laughs> I just kept walking. <laughs> I was like, Fuck. Ah, to be young again.
escape the clutches of an ass whooping. That's what it sounds like to me. Dude. Oh, absolutely. Like, that guy was tough. I'm out of here. I like shoved the guy over the bar and I was like, okay, gotta go. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. Uh, I don't watch games out after the double doink, Rube. That's a that's a very tragic one. Listen, I watched the Cowboys who were 13 and 3, the one seed. The one seed. Rube, you're at every fucking game. He goes to a I lot of games like, now. By the couch, do you mean like the third row? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Every bro? night on the story. Look, are you, have, you ever there wa- again. have you watched TV and are you not ta- at a you sports can't be tapped bar? Out. I hope you invested some of that. Actually, not, <laughs> have you ever watched a game not at a sports bar? That's the better question. Oh my god! When Tart dropped the interception against the Rams, really take the air out of the bar. Felt like death. When Tart dropped the interception. What what games are you talking about? Maybe that game that we were talking about. Tart. I don't know. I can't think of that one. But going out, I, I was there for the the Romo and went, and went to Cabo on their bye week year uh, when we were number one seed rolling through the NFC. And then we play the Giants. R.W. McCorders picks off Romo. And I am flooded with Giants fans. I literally had to crouch down. Crouch down. You know who's a very uh, dramatic person for going out to bars? Packers fan. You might know her. Your sister. <laughs> she used to fucking. Bro, when the Packers would lose games. Like, I would see you. You both were there. I would see you like, oh, man, that fucking blows. But Rox was like, <gasps> she was like that the fucking, what, the, the Trump oh, girl. Embarrassing. <laughs> she was a Tough situation. Hard. And nothing has changed, by the way. Oh, NFC Championship game against the Rams. Nothing has changed. Oh, she's still that way? Shout out oh, to Roxanne. Roxanne. Uh, what's yeah. your zodiac sign? Anyway, uh, that's been a show. Oh, we're overtime here. I thought we, I was trying to fill some time. We're 10 minutes over here. Huh? We don't pay ourselves for overtime here, folks. Guys, if you're watching this video and you like just uh, the stuff you saw today on a Fantasy Friday, please like the video, subscribe to the channel. If you're brand new, we hope you answered. We hope we answered some of your fantasy questions. Monday, we're back here with the Seattle Seahawks, our final division of our 32-team coverage. We got the Seahawks on Monday, and then I believe the Tuesday would be the Arizona Cardinals Wednesday would be, uh, you know what? Kyle's coming in Tuesday. He says he's very high on the Cardinals all the time. So maybe he can shed some light on that. Uh, and then Wednesday we get the 49ers. And of course, uh, Thursday we'll have the NFC champion, NFL Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. By the way, did you hear about this last night? Andre uh, Whitworth. Did you hear about go this? To, Dave, go to bed. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Could be a thing. Could be a thing. He's 40-something years old, but could be a solve. He's going to say, look, the guy took, took a, had a nice retirement. Right? For about four months, if no, that. No, no, no. He's already 51. He just retired. Because he's 51. So go ahead, sign up. Have at it. I would love to. I would love um, to. <laughs> the way he answered the question was like, busy day of a bunch of calls. Like, he did say he called the Cowboys out by name. Uh, I hope they do sign him. He's a good dude. It's a good guy to have. Good locker room guy. He's making just as much money as he would probably make playing left tackle for the Cowboys that he did getting asked that question on Fox. I think that that was a little pandering. And when he was like, ask my wife, his wife was like, not happy. <laughs> In the background, like, yeah. uh-uh. no, 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 no more Not football. gonna happen. Anyway, guys, all right. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, Yankees and the Mets are both obviously in action. The Yankees uh, hopefully continue their winning ways. Mets as well. Cowboys, third preseason game tonight, baby. Let's fucking go. Excited about that. And of course, Bar A. I'm going to Bar A for a draft. That sucks. I, I don't like any of the shore stuff. But yes, if Rube, if you're around, Scoop, if you're around, 
Yeah, I'm thinking about testing the DJ's waters for the first time since 2011. Oof. If you're a Jersey Shore person, um, I hate that place with a burning passion. But hopefully in the afternoon on Sunday, it won't be as, as no, shitty. it's the worst day to go ever get. Really? Yeah, the worst you'll ever see it. On a Sunday afternoon? On a Sunday afternoon. Did I miss something? <laughs> nope. Nobody or works on Monday or everything. <laughs> people that don't, people that go to DJs on Sundays probably don't work on Mondays, or they do, but they're still on coke from the night before. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with a little coke. What were you watching? Before? Yeah, I was watching the video. So like, <laughs> that was a really funny video. Cocaine. I don't. Not me. This is a video. Sunday fun day, Dave. No Sunday afternoon is the best time to go to DJs. Now, when you define define best, because I think when it's crowded, it's at its worst. So if you're saying best as in like there's a million people there, like I'm going to hate it. No, that Sunday DJs is like that's if you were like when is DJs the most busy? Sunday afternoon. <laughs> God damn it! Sunday afternoon it is. He goes Friday night and Saturday night are the worst. So Sunday fun day. I'm in for it. Let's go. I got a draft at 12. Hopefully, it'll be over by like 2.30, 3 o'clock, and I'll tread on over to DJ's. See how that works. Um, See if I make it out of yeah, I'm going to. I'm going. You're going to Wildwood. Going to Belmar, then Wildwood. You're going to Belmar on Sunday? Saturday night. Saturday. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. There nice you go. Nice little weekend. Nice little weekend Maybe I'll schedule. be out on a kayak again this weekend. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'd like to see that, actually. I can picture I Joe. I can picture Ashley. I just can't picture you doing water sports. You don't even like the water. I don't swim in it. <laughs> if unless you're forced <laughs> by getting well, shoved into the water. If there's even like a, a shred of a ripple. Ash is saying Sundays are crazy. Oh, God. God. Yeah, you're not going to DJ's. I, you're gonna, how about this? You're going to have to wait online if you want to go into DJ's on Sunday. No doubt about it. Wait online? Are you going to wait online for 30 minutes Fuck before you no. get in? I'm well, going to get a not, slice then, of pizza on the then boardwalk. Then you're not going. It's that simple. Oh, damn it, man. What if like somebody has like a table? Is there tables in there? I don't even know if there's tables in there. I went one time. Snooky, not Snooky. The other trash bag Dave, was in there, and not, it was the most difficult Dave, fucking situation. You're not, situation go, you're not going world. to Bar A Sunday. Not bar A, I'm drafting. I have or to. Be you're there. not going to DJ's. I'm gonna check in and I'm gonna tag you and be like, "I'm here. How I made much it." Do you want to bet? Lunch Monday. Yeah. That I go to DJ's. All right. Rube, I'll see you there, bro. For Sturge and Gooch, this has been another Chop Sports Daily. We'll see you guys Monday. Enjoy your weekends, everybody. He's gonna have but seat. there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.